I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 445th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with our waggish co-host. We have Scrawn. Hey, 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 guys. It is a pleasure to be here right before the release of Isle of Armor. And we also have the fluffiest whimsicott. Apparently, waggish means something like mischievous or impish, which is quite perfect for a whimsicott. Indeed. <laughs> I use a random adjective generator. It came up with that, and I had to Google what it meant. <laughs> and I'm like, that works. Okay, that works. Welcome to this show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. This is the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007 by we, mostly me. It's the Royal We? At this point, yes. It's the Royal We? Every time my uh, my parents, my parents have this thing where if they if it's like they say we're doing something and it's like yard work and so it's mostly my dad doing it, they'll do a thing where they like take their fist and they'll slap it over their chest and they'll go we. <laughs> oh wow! Because because they know what they mean. <laughs> Your parents are cool. <laughs> it, it's hilarious. Like my mom will be like, "Yeah, we we're putting in we're putting in a kitchen floor," and my dad will be like, "We." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it, it, it's a good time. But uh, welcome to the show. This We talk everything here from the video game to the trading card game. Though we haven't talked much trading card game in a while. We probably should talk some more later. And so welcome to the show, though. We've got stuff going. But what have you guys been up to lately? How, how's everything been going? And I've been getting real, really hyped for Isle of Armor. So I've been playing a lot more competitive Pokemon. I've been helping my boyfriend make his own competitive Pokemon team. So that's been really fun, getting another person involved. Um, I had a bunch bunch of theme decks so i've been like you know sleeping i did them see and putting that. them and that. It, it's really just like an organizational person's like dream to do that because like you can sleeve up all your decks and then like hope in the future that people will want to play with you scrawn <laughs> <laughs> if we lived closer i would yes i know that you would thatch and i think whimsicott would too i hear dayton ohio is a happening place just saying <laughs> Just saying, the cost of living here is stupid low. So, <laughs> not for ten million dollars, we've had this discussion. Thatch. I completely understand. <laughs> There's a reason the cost of living is low. Oh, I don't mean your city. I mean your entire country. Oh, that that okay. That's fair. Anything's really a step up from St. Louis. That's not true. St. Louis has <laughs> it, it has emos. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. 
Emos is good. In my There's opinion. an arch. That's kind of cool. There is an arch, a very large metallic one. Uh, the thing about Ohio compared to other states is that everything, like you can, you're within like an hour and a half of a major city anywhere you are in Ohio. Pretty much. Like you can, because, because there's like three major cities, like three of like the top, like I think it's like with like the top 30 cities in the US, like population wise, are in Ohio. What is it, like Columbus, Indianapolis? And- no, no. Well, I didn't even think about Indianapolis. I was just thinking of the ones in Ohio. And oh. you've, got, you, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Cleveland, you've got Columbus. And that doesn't wow. even include things like Toledo, which are surprisingly large. So, uh, and so, like, you live within you live within an hour and a half, no matter where you are in the state. You can be in one of those three. Indianapolis, for Dayton, isn't that far either. I mean, it's a two-hour drive from Dayton. It's not bad at all. But, I mean, it's closer for me to go to Columbus or to Cincinnati. I think I get to downtown Cincinnati in like 55 minutes and same for Columbus from where I'm All at. Right. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's Is nice this the rest of Ohio just one giant suburb? So that's like special to like the Dayton Cincinnati area because the two of them are about to merge. Like no joke. Oh, it's like a real thing. They're about to merge because like the suburbs are reaching out from both of them so far that there's like room for two more suburbs in between. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is just an inevitability at this point. It's not a question of if, it's just a question of when. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> but they yeah. already, like, on the census, like, claim Dayton and Cincinnati as, like, the same local area and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Cool. It's uh, it's really strange. Dayton's pretty big, too. It's, like, um, I think it's it's been climbing up there in population. Uh, I don't know why it's been growing all of a sudden. Because there's nothing here, like, that's different. I think there's fewer jobs than there were before. Thanks for listening in for your daily, Chica- uh, what is it, Ohio Geography Ohio lesson. Geography lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, welcome to the Puck Podcast. <laughs> we talk everything about Ohio and... What about you, Imzikot? What have you been doing other than learning about Ohio Geography? <laughs> I actually picked up my Wimsilock again. My poor character had been sitting in Viridian Forest for like three and a half months at this point, I That's think. That's not even that far. No, uh, I, so, you know, I, I'm taking notes because Gen 1 doesn't tell you where you caught a Pokemon in the summary. That's true. I've been taking notes and I actually jotted down the date that I started and it was like February the 20th. And when I saw it yesterday, I was like, oh yeah, that explains it. That's why it suddenly disappeared from my life. What makes <laughs> it, was, it a whimsy yep. lock again? You do a Nuzlocke of Generation 1. If you win it, you do a Nuzlocke <gasps> of Generation 2, oh. and you apply Dupes Claws throughout the games. If you oh, catch wow. a Rattata and a PG in Gen 1, you can say, oh, Dupes Claws, when you get to Johto and you catch another Rattata, you can skip it and go for a Hooded. You oh, know? wow. I love that. Yeah. Oh. So we're doing something similar with like the fire red playthrough for Puckle on the YouTube, but I don't go as hardcore as that. Just for your information, <laughs> I, I go with who made it to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> like Dupes Claws, Dupes Claws on the species that made it to Hall of Fame. Because personally, like at least for me, Pokemon's full of headcanon and very it's very subjective. For me, it's just like I don't want to use a team of the same Pokemon. Oh. Uh, over and over again, and that defeat. But like for Johto, for me, I think some of the Kanto Pokemon in Johto are still part of the experience. Yeah, of course. I mean, they, they that's kind of how Johto was built 
in the developer's head, you know? Absolutely, because there's a lot of Pokemon that were Gen 2 Pokemon that you couldn't catch until post Yeah, like Markrow and... I think literally any dark type not named Umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Dupes Claws is usually optional. So if you really yes, want no, a Rattata in, I don't know, Sinnoh, is Rattata ever in Sinnoh? I don't even know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. But again, Gen 4 so. is a giant foggy blur in my memory. So I think you can get Raticates on like the resort island area. Yeah, you can do that. That's for sure. Because I remember doing that because I first learned about EV and IVs and stuff like that back in Gen 4. Bingo card? Uh, I, that's when I learned about them. And I, the first Pokemon I ever did was an Electivire, and you need speed EVs, and Raticate gave you speed EVs, oh. and it's right there on the island. So you're getting levels at the same time. Gotcha. Honestly, I don't know that I could learn EVs nowadays. I'm going to be completely honest to you. Because it wasn't until like I leveled up the Electivire after earning X amount of EVs while I was doing EV training the old school way. And then I saw like the plus 64 or something <laughs> when he got the level up on a stat that like it really solidified and made sense to yeah. me. Like if I were to jump into Pokemon now, I don't like the, I don't think those numbers would make sense to me. <laughs> I kind of see what you mean. Like if you're really struggling with that concept, I, I am all for you like trying to figure out how to do it the old school way. Do it the old school way once, and then you're just like, oh, that makes sense. And then super training, well, it doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, uh, stuff like that just makes more sense Mm-mm. afterwards. Because, like, it's, it's just really this invisible number that if you add, you don't really see the effects of, because you're not really paying attention to the stat numbers. No, unless you, like, take a screenshot before and after, so... Yeah, you're not really paying attention, but it was, like, when he leveled up and I saw, like, the plus, like, 30-something, which was, like, insanely high compared mm-hmm. to, like, the three or four yeah. you might see. Um, and I was just like, oh, that's crazy. That makes sense to me. This is how it works. I get it now. Mm-mm. Yeah, it really can make the difference. Yeah, it was just a visualization thing. I mean, I also learn a little bit differently. Like, there's like four main learning styles. And like, the one that I'm the weakest at is just being able to straight up read something and then understand it. I need to like either do it or be able to like work it out in my head mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. But if I just read it, I can't, I don't grasp it as fast. Yeah. Just as just as a heads up for all of you, even though I have a PhD, I'm still having a hard time with things. <laughs> That's still a thing because most of science is like, read this paper. And it's like, cool, I don't understand until I do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's common to a lot of people. I think that's probably the hardest way to learn. It's just to like sit down and read it and be like, here it is. And so if you can do it, like bravo to mm. you, because I'm sure there's somebody who can that's listening to the show. And they're just like, I, that's the best way to learn. And you know, what? that's fine. Perfectly reasonable. More parent stories. My mom, she has like a education degree mm-hmm. and she used to like study like the, uh, the basics of education and how to like teach and like learning styles and all that. So she always like embedded that in me as like from like a young age. Mm-hmm. She's like, identify your learning styles, figure out how you do it best and then just go from there. So maybe, maybe part of that, that success is, is due to my mother who is on the podcast once upon a time. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> dig for it. Dig for it. Oh kids, my dig goodness. For <laughs> <laughs> dig for it. All right. I apologize for taking up the time for myself. I wanted to just give like the very quick plug of more Puckle plays. Fire red is coming to YouTube. Yay! Heck yeah. That's still happening. We did that. It was, I did this drunk <laughs> this, this past week. I really hope that people watch the segment we're on together. That was a fun time. <laughs> that's coming i think so episode 15 i think is slated for sunday 
And I think you're on 17 and 18. So you start on Friday. Your episodes start on Friday. Plug in for it. Tragedy definitely ensues. <laughs> Boilers! Uh. But yeah, keep watching those. We really appreciate everybody going out there and giving the support for that. I, I really like doing it. And I think the people that do it with me like doing it. So, uh, But on that note, let's kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news is brought to you by Thatch. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> like, I, we had a sponsor for that segment. I don't have a sponsor for the news. Liar, liar. It's P. McGee. If you would like to be a sponsor for the Pokemon news segment, please reach out to PucklePodcast right? at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? It's brought to you by me because. More realistically, P. McKee, yeah, because he wrote yeah. he writes up the document every week. Our our first uh, piece of news is booking for the Pokemon the movie Coco will open in Japan on August seventh. So just the booking is going to open, not the actual movie. Um, they do say the movie will be released during winter twenty twenty. Uh, serial codes for Zarud and Shiny Celebi will be made available immediately. He has that in quotes, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> he says, unclear if this is in June or when the tickets release in August. If you have a Zarud in your party and Sword of Shield, you can receive Ash's cat from the Coco movie. Just speak with the attendant at the taxi station. Wherever, whenever Zarud releases, that is, is what P. McKee says. I love McKee. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming that is, uh, that, that'll probably be around August 7th. I imagine August 7th is when they'll be available, unless they decide to surprise, because, if it's through serial code, it should theoretically work on our games as well. Yeah, because it should. I, and no, even if that yeah. means like I have to buy a Japanese movie ticket, I might just go pre-order a Japanese movie ticket for a movie I'll never see. <laughs> That's um. I may do that just to get the Zarud code. I mean, we're gonna get it eventually. Uh, anyway, yeah, but so. I could get it like six months early. Is it worth it though? It's Zarud. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want the cap more than I want the Zarud, but. <laughs> Oh my god, that. <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you, but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, Scrawn, take this next piece. Yeah. Uh, the first 12 episodes of Pokemon Journeys has now been released on Netflix in the United States. It's actually not bad. I watched the first three episodes already. Well, what is Pokemon Journeys again? It's the new Pokemon, it's the new season of the Pokemon anime. Oh. Yeah, so, so it's go. Galar. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, not really Galar. I don't know why they're doing it this way. I'm okay with it. Like, when we had Alola, we, they put a new spin on the Pokemon anime, and they're like, slice of life, kind of, with random adventures. And so they're kind of keeping that tone a little bit by, instead of Ash going back to school, which is smart, because I don't think Ash needed to go to school. Um, he's now a research fellow for this new professor called Professor Cerise in Vermilion City. And then he goes on adventures with Go from there. And Go is like a really nice character that kind of balances it out because they both have similar qualities in their personality, but at the same time, their goals are different. Mm. As like a partner, as like a companion, that works out very, very well. I, I don't know if it's because Pokemon is trying to like have a series where it's kind of like Ash passing the torch finally or not. Maybe. Oh, I hope so. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens and they like pass the torch from like Ash to Go, just because Go ends up being more of like a manga style character where it's just like I caught all these Pokemon off screen, mm. you know, and like I'm gonna catch them all, and because Go catches pretty much like if you go look up like the survey page, like you can see. This huge list of Pokemon that Go has caught. Every every single week I go on therapy and Joe is like, there's been a new release of the Pokemon Journeys anime yep. and here's an update for Go's bio page because he caught something. Yeah, he catches something every episode. I wonder if Go's name being Go is a tribute to Go Ichinose, the music yes, director for most of the is. Pokemon games. Oh! Cute. Yeah, that that is what it is. Uh, he's a... Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, I also don't know how much of it's just to be like Pokemon Go. It, watch the second episode of the. If you watch the second episode, they put like a lot of cute little tributes to just like the Pokemon franchise as a whole, like the current state of it too. It's not like callbacks. It's just like the current state because they pull up like Pokemon eggs to talk about like Pokemon come from eggs, hatch from eggs, and they put up these eggs. And you know the typical picture we see when we have eggs in the game is just like the green spots or whatever. It's the Yoshi egg. Yeah, and then the the eggs that. Um, that we've known in the anime in the past have been like specifically colored for each Pokemon, but that's obviously yeah. not something that they can, they can realistically do. And they've kind of, it looks like they've since dropped that to an extent. Mm. They, uh, what they put up on the screen is they put up the green egg, the, the yellow egg and like the blue egg from Pokemon Go. And I thought was, oh. I thought that was a cute little nod to like Pokemon Go eggs because that's probably where a lot of kids know it from now. Yeah. And then they also had, there was like, there was like a half a second of Pokemon Quest. That game that happened where there was like a box with like the blocky Pikachu on it as in a picture. It was there, <laughs> I, I saw that and I'm like, I remember that game existed for a hot minute. <laughs> and, and like it made me have an appreciation. And I think it made me understand a little bit more like TPCI's direction. They're like trying to get more people into Pokemon, even if that requires them having to go in different directions and different ways to do mm. that. I don't know if it's it sounds like an evil empire at some in some ways, but it's just like, yeah, we want everybody to know about Pokemon in different ways. I mean, they did that like 21 years ago. They can do it again. Yeah. They make most of their money off of like collectible sales. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah. Other media, not the video games at all. <laughs> like that's a that's a fraction. I argue you still need the video games because you still need that foundation to build upon. Oh, of course. Like, I think I think that's like saying, well, they can just sell the plushes. And it's like, yeah, but they can't make new plushes without making a new video. Yeah, I think game. it's an excuse to make more Pokemon to sell, basically. That's fine with me. If that's the way they want to handle it, I'm 100% behind it. I was talking with Sigma about this the other day, and I think it'd be cool if they just like made a new game. And it's just like, here's the new Legendary and new starters. And I'm like, yeah, just sell the crap out of those plushes to me. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, you don't get Wooloo, but that's fine. Uh, Whimsicott, go ahead. Tell us more about this this new mystery gift that's going until like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow, essentially, yeah. So the last part of the DLC, the pre-DLC, sorry, uh, mystery gifts in Pokemon Sword and Shield is out now. It's out until tomorrow. So I hope you listen to the episode the day it comes out or you're gonna miss this probably. It's it's out until June the 16th, and it gives you a hidden ability, Galarian Meowth, and most importantly, 50 big nuggets and 100 EXP candy size L. That way you can shove them in Kubfu's mouth. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's basically enough to EV train, like, maybe one Pokemon and level it too. <laughs> Just shove it in Kubfu's mouth, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
because Isle of Armor is also coming out this week, uh, Pokemon Home is going to undergo maintenance on June 17th, this Wednesday, from 9 UTC, which is, oh my gosh, I have to convert. London um, time, essentially. That's London time. So that's 4 a.m. Eastern, 4 um, p.m. Eastern, or 4 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Eastern. That's actually not that bad for me. I'll take it. Although uh, daylight might, you daylight savings might shift that to an hour because I think I think UTC is you know without daylight savings, yep, so yep, it yep. might be you know. If not, it's shifted an hour. That's not bad though. That's like the morning, and most of you sleep through that in the U.S. That is it might be more of a problem for Whimsicott, but I mean that's fine. I work that morning, so whatever. Video game battling news, Whimsicott. There we go. That's for you. There will be an international friendly competition from June the 26th to June the 28th in every country but Japan who will have their own special event during this time. Registration is open through June the 25th and all participants will receive 50 battle points. As P. McGee put it in the Word document, yay. Yay. <laughs> Why do they give us such garbage rewards? Don't go back. Do you want to hear the real garbage part about it? I'm excited. Even though it comes out, like, it takes place after the DLC, it's current VGC rules, so anything from Isle of Armor is not allowed. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> womp, yeah, womp, it's really womp, bad. Womp. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, shift into the Pokemon Go segment. Weedle Community Day is uh, being held on the June 20th. Beedrill will have access to the move Drill Run if evolved during this time period. And, you're co- and it's three times Catch Stardust and Incense during the event. So pop your star pieces, please. Yeah. I am actually really excited for Beedrill. I, I had actually voted for the two winners, call me basic, but like, I love I the idea. <laughs> I, I, you know, I love the idea of like the blue eyed, you know, Beedrill. And then like the Shadow Punch Haunter will be cool. And that was for selfish reason, reasons because I had like a perfect Haunter in Go Battle League and I just want it to be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very exciting. You'll go catch your worms on that day and. They're, I think they're incentivizing people to do it with the three times catch Stardust, because otherwise people will get bored real quick. Uh, yes, I think so. I mean, they've also been just giving better rewards in general for the community days outside of the Pokemon. I, I think they've been compensating in that way. Um, like the CDOT community day was three times catch experience instead of the typical like two times catch experience. I, I see the shift what they're doing, because I think part of it is Pokemon Go is a four-year-old game now. Mm-hmm. If you were to jump into Pokemon Go now... It's impossible to catch a lot of the basic stuff that we used to that we take for granted now. Yeah, my sister plays Pokemon Go. She essentially picked it up, then stopped playing it for like two years, and then picked it back up again. And every time I'm over at my parents' house, and I'm like, "Do you need to trade something?" She's like, "Do you have a drowsy?" And I'm like, "You <laughs> yep. don't have a hypno yet." <laughs> Yeah, drowsies are surprisingly rare this time, day and age. Yeah, she's well, missing even like stuff Pidgey from Gen and 1 like stuff I'm like that. Like, it's just so hard to get. But I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make that more accessible to people. Just try getting a Goldeen. <laughs> and Goldeen, yeah, right. The one that I couldn't get for the longest time was a Finneon. Ah. Oh. First of all, one you have to remember it exists. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? empty spot in my pokedex mm, i don't know <laughs> yeah because that's such a like that's one of the top pokemon that i'm most like it what is that i forget about it i i just don't remember that one exists that could just be me um all right i think there's one last thing oh yes pokemon go is altering how pokecoins work and is testing with the following changes you still get the maximum of 50 pokecoins per day 
You get 30 via the gyms the old way still. It's still six coins per hour. One uh, one coin every 10 minutes you hold a gym. Up to 20 via today's view, which is which are a bunch of little quests that they give you. You can earn like a few coins that way. It's really cool because there are people who don't have access to gyms or gyms are like super competitive in their area and they can't get the 50 Mm-mm. coin max. So it's a cool way to give them 20. I really I'm all yeah. for this change. Also, because gyms, gyms, I think, became too focused because they started giving a lot of things to gyms, like raid bonuses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think taking away a little bit from gyms and giving it to something else is a really cool way to do it. Especially yeah. now with um, with it looking like um, COVID's not going away anytime soon. Let's just be frank about that. And I think this is a cool way to still get coins without having to go out to gyms. Mm-mm. Also, uh, if you're level 38 in Pokemon Go, you can now make Pokestop requests in Niantic's Wayfarer page. That's cool. Yeah, so I actually got the email for this, but decided that it was me doing free work, you know? Yes, 100%. So I decided not to. (laughs) (laughs) I will probably only do it if there's some place that I think legitimately should be a Pokestop in, like, areas without it. Like, if I go home to my parents' house or something, like, there's plenty of places that should be stops that just aren't. Right. And I think that they should make a few of them stops. What they try to make you do on the page is to, like, review other people's stops for them mm-hmm. and make judgments on them. Well, that's and the that's best the way to do I it. Like. I like that people can submit requests, but I you think wouldn't be a good scientist then. <laughs> <laughs> they make so much money. Just staff people to process these requests, you know? That's different because all the staff people live in California, right? So they don't know if the stop that was submitted in your neighborhood is a good choice or not for a stop. They'd have to have staff members that speak every language in the world, essentially. That's kind of hard to do. I'm all for a peer review process on this. I think a peer Mm. review process for this system is very good. Well, I'd be for it if they provided some sort of compensation, like maybe in-game Pokecoins, but they don't. It's just you doing free work for the Pokemon company. Kind of, yeah. I would argue you being a VGC judge also does the same thing, right? Oh, you can actually use that to make money yourself. Oh, you can. I, you I, can. I personally don't use that. You're, you're entirely within your rights to charge entrance fees uh, and like take a cut of it for yourself. There are like com- like professional judges for all sorts yeah, yeah. of like games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just choose not to and just like give it all back to the players. I think this is a good place to stop, though. There's nothing else really crazy going on. We are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. We are here today to talk about a lot of cool stuff, um, mostly Pokemon questions. We've got five of these that are given to your co-hosts. These are brought to us from the Discord server and the Discord server only. Um, you can go to our Discord server, drop a trivia submission in there, and if your na- name is selected, you get entered into a raffle when our co-host finishes the trivia cycle and somebody hits 30 points to win a $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com, our your one-stop shop for everything anime. Today, we are going to ask these five questions to our co-host, Whimsicott and Scrawn, who will be answering the questions together as a team. They are racing against their fellow co-hosts to get 30 points. Whoever gets there first wins a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. 
And uh, yeah, uh, I think that's it. One of these questions is worth more than one point, but otherwise it's fine. They do have a lifeline, which is a hint. If they ca- if they don't use the hint and get all of the questions correct, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. Uh, with that said, let's get into it. So our first question is going to be from Polywo. In Fire Red and Leaf Green, near the truck next to the SSN, instead of a Mew, what is there? A lava cookie. <laughs> a lava cookie? Yes. Why is it a lava cookie? <laughs> because you tried, you get the reference, you get a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> a lava cookie is correct. Uh, so that is one point. I. It, it's mostly because it's way easier to get to that truck too this time because you don't mm-hmm. have to like use cut to get over there or hold on to cut because you can go back when you go to the Sevy Islands and you can yeah. go check out the you can go check out the truck. Which is there. They put it there. It's a nice little homage. Yeah. I like it. And I like that they put a cookie there just to be like, we remember. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a cookie, actually, Pepperidge Farm remembers. But yeah, it oh. was, it's pretty good. I was into it. <laughs> so our next question is going to be from Caesar. Which generation has the least amount of fairy type Pokemon? Oh. Um, this is a nice question. I like this one. So... Gen 1 only has the Clefairy line and Jigglypuff line that makes it four. But I think Gen 2 only has... Well, Gen Gen 1 also has Mr. Mime. Oh, right, Mr. Mime. So that's five. Gen 2 has um, Snubball and Grumble, and then it has Cleffa and Igglybuff. And I think Togepi and Togetic. Oh, Togepi and Togetic. So that's six. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Gen 3 has the Ralts line, and then it has... Azuril. Azuril, and... Azuril is not a Gen 3 Pokemon, though. Azuril yeah. is a Gen 4 Pokemon. Azuril's a Gen 3 Pokemon. Oh, Gen 3 Pokemon, yeah. sorry. So, yeah, Azuril, and then... Does Mega Altaria count? <laughs> <laughs> does it have any other fairy types? I don't think it does. Um, if I think of something... I'll say okay, it. so Gen 4 has Drumroll. Whimsicott has no idea. Togekiss, Ms. Mime okay. Jr. Yes. Those are the only ones coming to mind for me. Okay. Uh, Gen, Gen 5, 5, we should just exclude because it's Gen 5. <laughs> oh, wait a second, though. Wait a second, though. There is honestly... Um, in- can you think of a single fairy type Gen Five Pokemon except for Mega Odino? Oh, um, because I can't. Okay, honestly, yeah, you kind of have a point. <laughs> I can't think of any. Yeah. Um, now I get why. I think we got laughing. it. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's Gen Five. It's not Gen Six because that's when the fairy was introduced. No, and it's Gen not Gen Seven. Have, I think yeah, it's Gen Five. Gen Five. Yeah. Okay. Yep, sure. I'll eat my words. Is Gen 5 your final answer? Yes. Uh, I will give it to you because I think he should have said that Megas were included. Um, because uh. if, if you exclude Megas, if you exclude Megas, um, there's a tie between Gen 5 and Gen 4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only two because Mime Jr. and Togekiss are in Gen 4. While in uh, Gen 5, I don't believe I'm missing anybody. But I could be. Um, I am not. Uh, in Gen 5, it's literally the Whimsicott line and Mega Autono. I, I forgot myself! Yes, wow. you did. Uh, <laughs> you forgot yourself. 
And so it's uh, so I'll give it to you just because uh, just okay. because without the clarification, it makes no sense. Um, okay, but you did forget you did forget yourself. So just wow, shame. That's, that's really bad. Shame. That's really bad. That's my <laughs> self esteem at work. That shame. <laughs> All right. So on that note, let's uh, let's get to your third question, which is a Pokedex question, as usual. This one is going to be from Baminal. It's Pokemon Shield Dex entry reads. It emits psychic energy to observe and study what's around it. And what's around it can include things over six miles away. Who's that Pokemon? I feel like this is one of the ones in the Orbital line. Oh, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't remember. Uh, what, are, what are their names? Well, uh, it's Blipbog and... Uh, oh. <laughs> right. It's just not very memorable. I, I'd probably just guess it's Orbeetle. Someone is screaming at you. I mean, because Orbeetle has that kind of, you know, it's kind of like a satellite, a spaceship. That yeah. makes sense. So, yeah, I'm 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 down with it being Orbeetle. Hmm. I just feel like I remember it being something in that line. I believe you because I played Sword, so I don't know the Pokédex entries from Shield. Oh, I played Sword too. So I don't know the ones from Shield either. <laughs> so I, I, this could just Orbito, be terribly incorrect. I think Orbital is a wonderful answer, though. Okay, I'm down for it. Sure, let's go for Orbital. Orbital is correct. Sweet. Oh, good job, Scrum. Week. All right. So our next question is your multiple choice, multiple answer question. So uh, I we're going to go with this one. Um, I only need two types. For the answers, so there's three answers, but two will get you one point for each. Mm-hmm. So this is from Mega Kazuki, um, and he wants to know what three types have been paired with every other type. Okay, so oh, um, making us think again. <laughs> yeah, I think water is one. I'm sure. reasonably sure water yeah, is one. I'm cool with that. I'm also cool with saying like flying. Because, uh, is there a normal water type? Uh. Uh, ooh. Normal water type. Huh. Oh. Normal water is, that's art, right? Yeah, I think we should assume, because it's such a huge, uh, you know, group of types, that it is, that water is at least one. But I, okay, let's put it on the back burner, because I, I can't think of a normal water right now, but there's probably one. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know what? Normal has not been paired with a lot of stuff. Yeah, actually. Um, I'd say flying for sure. Maybe like bug. Okay, so uh, this question needs a bit of time to work out. I think. Yeah, uh, it is one of those. Let's see. So because uh, help help me out here. So mm-hmm. the azuri- azuril azuril is normal used- fairy. Yeah. It is now normal fairy. Yeah. It used to be just normal, and Meryl used to be just water, right? Yes. It wasn't like normal. Okay, perfect. Yes. Okay, so. Um, flying sounds good. Mm-hmm. I can think of pretty much every type paired with flying. Yeah. So I'm okay with that one. Okay. So yeah, rock flying, ground flying, fighting, yeah. I've got them all. Flying is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know grass and fire are not one of them because we don't have a grass fire type. Electric isn't one because there's no electric fighting type, I think. Um, no, it doesn't. 
I don't think there's an electric fighting uh, type, no. Yeah. I mean, Zera Aura looks like it should be, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe psychic types? Uh, psychic has not been paired with... Uh, wait. I think it might be no, psychic. It, uh, yeah, it's psychic because there's a bug, there's a fairy, yeah. there's a fighting, there's, there's a poison a flying, now with Galarian there's a poison yeah. now with... So, yeah, if Galarian Slowpoke counts, then yes. We'll say it counts. Yeah, okay. Then I, I think, I think, yeah. So okay, you want to say yeah. water, flying, psychic? No, I want, I want to say flying and psychic because we only need okay. two and I'm still not sure there's a normal water type out there. Flying, psychic are both correct. Uh, water is the third one. Um, <laughs> Sweet. The normal nice. water type you're not thinking of is Bibarel. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yeah, so just like you said that, and I'm like, Bibarel, and I'm not playing the game, so I can't tell you these things. But Gen 4, I'm sorry, doesn't yep. exist for me. Yeah, I'm, I apologize that you missed out on the greatest generation. It's fine. Uh, but you guys, I mean, that, that I literally you... forgot Whimsicott was an answer in the previous question. So you guys are five for four right now. So, and you haven't used the hint yet. So, this next question is your base stat question. Um, and we're going to use the question from uh, Egotistical Elekid. I'm pretty sure I've asked this question before. What is the What Pokemon has the lowest special attack of all Ice-type Pokemon? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Bergmite. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else I could think, be there? I think Sneasel is a physical attacker, but it was supposed to be its own Pokemon mm-hmm. in Gen 2, so it can't suck that much. Yeah. You know? I feel that. Bergmite is a really good answer. Uh, Zmoochum is like the baby Pokemon of a Jinx, so I yeah, don't think it can no. be as low as a Bergmite. Definitely has something. Uh, there is no Ice type Ultra Beast. That's always a thing. Could be Swinub. I feel like I feel like Bergmite is from a generation where stats were really, really skewed one way or the other. Yeah. Whereas Swinub, yeah, stats in Gen Two were pretty low, but I don't know that they were so unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm cool with Bergmite if you are. I'm also cool with Bergmite. Like we could use the hint, but I think Bergmite is a really good answer. I say we try to get the seventh point. Let's be greedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> YOLO. Bergmite. Bergmite is incorrect. Ah! The answer is a Lolan Sandshrew. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, cool. I've totally asked this question before. <laughs> you have. And I forgot. But that gives you guys five quest- five points today. That's still not too shabby. So mm-hmm. that does change up our standings. So let me go ahead, type in your scores, and then run my run my little sorting algorithm, which is literally just clicking data in Excel. Um, all right. So in first place, we have a two-way tie we ha- between P. McGee and Whimsicott with 16 points. Mm. In third place, we have a two-way tie between Sublime and R. Sigma with 11 points. In fifth place, we have a two-way tie <laughs> between Seth Vilo and Scrawn with 10 points. In right. seventh place, we just have Jushiro with six points. And in eighth place, we have a two-way tie between Linian and Dr. Shamu with five. And Basket has yet to get on the board. 
<laughs> and can so. I just say, if we still had like an intro or if, or if we did promos, wouldn't we be blasting me saying, I can't think of a single fairy type in Gen 5 <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again until the end of time? <laughs> that was some good podcasting right there. That was good. That was good. That's fine. It's because you're a flying type. Wait, yeah, yeah. Whimsicott is not a fairy type. It's a flying type. Totally. It was. It was. All right. I hate you guys. So this is a good place to wrap up. We're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. And welcome to another podcast review that we've gotten from Oki94, the essential podcast for any Pokemon trainer. Thatch and his crew are the best. The knowledge and variety is unmatched in the podcast community. The rotating list of hosts and topics keeps the show fresh. I've been listening for almost a year and a half, and I kickstart every week with Puckle. Keep up the great work, crew. Well, thank you, Oki. We will do just that. And if you want your iTunes or any podcast review on the show, just go ahead and review us on your platform of choice. We appreciate it. But now, on to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic is Isle of Armor and Beyond, because Isle of Armor is the thing that's on our minds. I'm sure it's on your minds. And we just want to talk about where we see Isle of Armor going and where it's taking the franchise and like how we're going to see the world go after that. Uh, by the world, I mean the world of Pokemon. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 one, I think we're all very excited for Isle of Armor. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Um, kind of. Well, okay, I can see that. I can see that. Like, all right. I, I'm apprehensive. Like, I want to be excited. I, I think I'm excited because more for the like hundred ish new Pokemon we're getting. Yeah. Or new, in quotes. I think I'm more excited for that than I am for Isle of Armor itself. The Isle of Armor, if it does anything more than just add wild area and an hour-long like mission to do, I will be pleasantly surprised. That is where those are yeah. where my expectations are. That's that's the thing. That's I, fair. I, I was yeah. I was trying to get hyped the other day and um I even I was like, okay, so I will not watch the trailer because I expect almost zero gameplay out of this. Like, you should like have wa- did you one watch the hour. I ended up watching it. Okay, so after watching it, I got my hopes went up significantly more than they were before. Really? Yes, and that's mostly because of all of like the little cutscenes and stuff they threw in there. Like, mm. th- there's a couple of things that really got me. One, there's like this moment where you're just like sitting around a table with a bunch of people. Making Gigantamax soup. Yeah. Probably something like that, but it's probably oh. some like minor story element that like builds characters with other people and stuff like that, which is mm. more than we got in Sword and Shield. I'm excited. I and really then, am. And there's also like this little cutscene that they show you with like the Galarian Slowpoke like running into like a little area, mm. which I thought was really cool because that's one <laughs> thing we never got. Like we never we got like a lot of like cutscenes in in like Sword and Shield, but they were like within cities and stuff like that. But we never got anything like that in the wild area whatsoever. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. And so for me, I go, okay, so they're going to try to give us something a little bit more. Because what uh, Sigma and I talked about this last week. I think he was on the show last week. I forget. Probably was. Uh, and this all blurs together because he and I talk about this all the time. But wait, I really like I agree with his opinion that Sword and Shield, like the game itself, might have been developed for like a 3DS type idea just in case they had to. In case they mm. said Switch isn't successful. Let's just do one more 3DS game. And then the wild area was like a was like something that was added on as like, now we have a switch. We can do this because that's kind of how it feels like the wild area doesn't mesh as well with the region as I would like it to. But I feel like here with the Isle of Armor, it's quote unquote wild area, which is I think it's something like it's said to be half the size of the wild area or something like that Mm. is built in. It's baked in to the story. 
And that's kind of what I'm I'm excited for is to see that because it appears that they've actually like put story into it. Okay. And and even if it is an hour long, I think it'll be a nice hour long roller coaster. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing like whatever new cities they put in and stuff. Like that's exciting for me. I'm not super hopeful for cities. Yeah, that's I, the it, thing. Like if we only get or at least a good central zone, you know. Mm, mm. I I I don't know that we're gonna get much more than the Isle itself. And the dojo. That's my point. Like, you don't really get a lot of new areas to explore. You don't really get an entire new story. Like, I was thinking, yeah, if I was at this point buying Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, yes, I would be playing the exact same game, but I would get, you know, the amount of hours of a new game, essentially, Mm. even if it's the same game again, you know? So... I, this one is more, I, I'm curious to see how it goes. I, like, we, this is the first time they've ever done anything like this. And honestly, it looks like they put a lot more work into Crown Tundra than they put into Isle of Armor. Yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest with the way things look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would really like to see Isle of Armor. Like, I, I, I'm curious more than I guess I'm excited, if that makes sense. Like, I want to know how they handled it. Yeah. Just so I can know for future DLC where my expectations should be. Yeah, I suppose right? you're uh, right. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's. I, I think I'm more excited from like a logistical Pokemon stance than a than like a yeah the content's going to be really good. Yeah, uh, stance. Uh, I like. I I don't know, but there are things like I said, like just cutscenes in the overworld of the wild area, which I think is amazing, mm-hmm. and I really like that because, uh, like I said, I don't think Sword and Shield were developed with the wild area as something that they knew they were going to include the entire time, just because. I, I think if the wild area is disjointed, all of the other um, quote unquote areas in Sword and Shield, because I still believe that Sword and Shield is literally just Alola. Mm-hmm. With because you have four islands, you have a beginning island and then two like middle islands and then your championship island. Kind of, yeah. They're all connect. They're all connected by trains. Mm-mm. And they they had you taking trains to get from one to the other, and the wild area isn't necessary whatsoever for the game. And I think that alone is something that I am excited to see what they can do with the wild area from the ground up and just see how they can handle it from there. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they like I don't expect like full full blown like, hey, here's a really cool story or anything. Oh. I I do expect a few other a few minor things. Uh, we still haven't gotten like details on like apricorn balls. I know some people said like the Cramomatic is the apricorn ball thing and there's nothing in the press release that says that. No, it's the Cramomatic. Blends four items into one. That's what it does. Well, I don't know if it blends so much as it just like takes garbage and then it's the, uh, <laughs> the the equivalent is in my mind is when you take um it, it's Back to the Future, Mister Fusion. Yeah, like that's what the Cramomatic is for me. Yeah, it's that, and then it turns it into something completely different. Yeah, and it teaches you about recycling. I don't know if that's true. Mister Fusion <laughs> didn't teach me that. Well, honestly, like. Even if there isn't a whole lot more content, the fact that we're getting a bunch more Pokemon does open up a lot more stuff because you can do draft leagues now and you can, you know. You could do draft leagues before. You can uh, do draft leagues, but you can't play on no, you. No, could, you could. So. You just have to have a smaller pool of players. You wouldn't be able to do like a 24 person draft league like we used to yeah. do. But you still can't play on you. Right. Yeah, you still can't do it on cartridge because the timer's not long enough. So who cares? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, admittedly, I'm more excited for Crown Tundra because I just love, like, catching legendaries and then training them up to be, like, really good. Like, pseudo-legendaries, like the Reggies and stuff, and, like, yeah, Reggie that, Draco has me That's hyped. why they made it, because of people like you. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I'm still excited. Let's have fun with this, guys. It's Isle of Armor. I want to be excited. Like, there's one thing that I want <laughs> that I don't think I'm going to get. Like, I had a lot of fun filling out the Galar Pokedex. Oh, yeah. And so if they make, like, a little expansion to the Pokedex... That's that what they're supposed fill to out, Is it happening? Like, are you going to get yeah. Pokedex entries and you get to fill out another, you know, 100 yeah. slots in your Pokedex? That's, oh. that, that's, that's, that's in the press release. It that's wasn't been, in the trailer. That's... Oh, no, because that was I'm something so that was mentioned back in January. Like, it's been on the, it's been on the website How did January. I miss this i'm so happy so i let me pull it up just to just to double check so i can give you like the official words but it is um it, i believe the isle of armor uh, it says in the isle of armor and crown tundra for that matter like the things that are included in that are that you can uh it is an extra pokedex for you to fill out okay so, that's wonderful good so that's why I, that's what that's part of the reason i think that what they're doing like despite dexit is a decent idea um, until they fill out all of the Pokemon though, I don't know that I'll be happy, but I think it's a really cool idea in general just to be like, Hey, uh, let's go ahead and give every single Pokemon a Pokedex entry again, which is something that hasn't happened since right. Gen 6. And, and I think it'd be really cool. Oh yes, absolutely. And if I may say like one of the things I'm kind of hoping for, but not really expecting is with a new wild area, maybe they'll update the wild area so that you can see like some of the overworld spawns further in the distance. That's one of my personal wishes. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, it, yeah. it lags as it is when you're online. So I doubt it. Yeah. Mm. I think I think hoping for technical improvements in a game that's already on a cartridge is is something that you're just not going to get. Right. And I'm just, you know, hoping, you know, that it comes in the update is like a quality of life thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath for that yeah, because if you're hoping if you're hoping for a quality of life thing in general, it's going to be you're going to have a bad time, I think. It, it doesn't need to even be that much more. It just needs to be enough to the point where I can dodge Pokémon when I'm just bicycling rather than just running into something suddenly manifesting That's in front of gonna me. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> nope. Cuz that happens all the time. Cuz if they can do that, they can increase the battle timer, but I think that's honestly just an issue with Nintendo in general. Mm. I think I think Nintendo just doesn't trust their servers to last more than five minutes. I honestly don't believe they think it no. can. I mean, they they are the one video game producer that has never been about. Oh, we have more pixels. Oh, we have more frames per second. I think online play is different than that, though, because like I, I would argue that like graphics aren't that great. But I think I I think Nintendo's always their strong suit has always been gameplay. And I think not adapting their gameplay to the times, especially now in 2020, like it's it's just uh. that's what I mean. Like their philosophy has stayed on the focuses they had before, and it mm -hmm. hasn't shifted enough towards making online play reliable and an enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. Not enough, at least. I I don't I totally agree with you. I think that the way they're handling it is not done well. Um and I I really hope that they do something in the future. Just this is Nintendo as a whole because I was literally having this discussion about Mario Party the other day. Mm -hmm. Because they came out with Super Mario Party a couple of months ago. 
which is, I mean, it's a good game. Like it's got decent stuff. The thing that I really disliked about it though, was you can't play a game of Mario party online with your friends. What? No, you can't, you can't do that with Super Mario party. Literally like the one feature that I would hope they would have in 2020 for a Mario party game doesn't exist. And I think that's because Mario Party games can take a while, for those of you unaware. I mean, they can take like an hour, hour and a half to go through a Mario Party game. Oh. And I think it's just because they don't trust their servers to maintain that kind of connection for that long. Nope. And I think for the same reason, that's why we don't have 60-minute timer on the Pokemon, uh, on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Dang. I think that's 100% the reason. No other reason. Yeah. All right. So go to your local events to get around that. (laughs) Even then, your local events don't get around that. You can't uh, turn the timer off. Uh, you're right. You can't. You can't turn timer off. You're yeah. <laughs> we can pretend that we can, and like no, there's like some really obscene workaround, isn't there? Uh, no. it's you can get up to thirty minutes. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. But that's still not long enough. It really is. Gen six OU or not Gen six, but just OU in OU general. OU in general. Yeah. If there's you just can't. if just one of your friends is set vile, everything is ruined. Yeah. Like, we can't play with Seth anymore. That's what we play. <laughs> no stall battles at all. Yeah, we can't play with Seth. That's but not. even just balanced battles are hard to keep within 20 minutes and even within 30 minutes because, like, if you play smart and safe the way many players mm-hmm. do, and rightly so, it will take you, like, 35 to 40 minutes. And yep. to be honest, a lot of people in the VGC scene do no, do have to learn how to manipulate the timer timer a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, with the cha- with the chess timer, I think it's fine because it's a chess timer now. And chess timer, I don't care about. Like it was back before when it was a combined timer that I really uh, cared about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that 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 definitely did suck. We're, chess we're on a chess timer. Chess timer is way better. Chess timer is way better because sure. if you, you can't you can't timer stall with chess time with chess timer. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I, I think I think getting rid of timer stall is a very healthy thing to do. Yes. <laughs> In general, like like as a person that's played VGC, like I think that's a that's something that's very healthy. I know we talk about this a lot, but I'm really hoping we get some sort of like frontier facility because we're not. Uh, we're giving something to us in Crown Tundra, which is like, it looks like it's close to the Pokemon World Championship, mm. but they haven't announced that it's characters other than those in Sword and Shield. Oh. And they haven't announced that, but I, it's something, it's something. Yeah, but it's different because it's like, it's multi-battle, essentially. Yeah. It's something. Uh, it, yeah. It looks like it will be fun, but it won't probably be not as competitively engaging as a battle frontier would be because you have a random yeah. AI battling alongside you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah, but you can at least you can probably do it with your friends and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I can't find the chart anymore. I've been looking for this chart. They used to have a chart of like all the features that you get in each game or in each DLC, and they don't have it anymore, which is sad. Mm. Womp womp. <laughs> I, I, it was a nice little chart to like explain what was in each one, or maybe it's in new features. Uh, chart, 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 chart. Give me a chart. Hey, found the chart. Cool. Never mind. I found it. They do say new Pokédexes as part of the features in both the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Thank That's you fun. for restoring my hype single-handedly. <laughs> so you can fill out the Pokedex in both of those. I mean, to be fair, it's going to be significantly smaller, right? Because you're talking like yeah, a yeah, Pokemon. For sure. It's cool. Like, I I am in a very... um, I'm in a Pokemon mood, which is good. Yeah. I haven't oh. been in a while, but... 
it just means I will also have some time to go ahead with my whims look. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for for this. And then I'm hoping that there's like a few Pokemon that aren't in the Pokedex that are still in the code. You know what I mean? Kind of like how we got Incineroar and stuff like that. And mm. Sword and Shield, like the extra 35. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they dumped in like the, the rest of the starters. Mm. Stuff like that. The rest of the mythicals and starters, because we are missing a lot of mythicals and starters still. Yeah, I hope not. I hope we get more cool Pokemon than just you know. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying these types. are Pokemon that aren't included in the Pokedex, Gron. Oh, okay. Like, I see. like you get you get like your hundred plus that are in the Pokedex that they said like, hey, we're gonna give you a hundred plus Pokemon, mm. and you get this hundred plus hundred and seven Pokemon package, but then there's like another twenty. Because you got the Johto starters, and that's nine of them. And then you've got Manaphy and Darkrai and stuff like that. Wait a moment, though. If you do that and you keep having stuff that's in the code, but not in the Pokedex, then how do you sell the last DLC? There's no Pokedex to fill out. No, no, no. You don't. So you're still missing. After the D- this DLC drops, I think we will be in the high 600s in terms of Pokemon yeah. that we have in the game. Um, they're going to be close to 900 Pokemon. Yes. Um. After this is all done, so you're still going to be missing 210 Pokemon. Oh, so the all over the 2021 with. game will still yeah. have like a hundred Pokedex slots to fill, and then I okay. So I don't think the 2021 game fills the Pokedex. I'm going to be completely honest because I think I think you could more easily sell another DLC plus a 2021 game. I think Pokemon could definitely do that. I think you can get a DLC. They I think there could be a third DLC, maybe a fourth DLC. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, because it's a Pokemon company, and like Linian, Linian and P. McGee a few weeks ago did a very good job of convincing me that they're going to come out with a game in 2021. Mm. I I am behind it. I think there's going to be a game in 2021. But uh, for me, I'm thinking of the Pokemon company. If I'm the Pokemon company, and I saw how good the attach rate for Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra was, which has been insane, by the way. I think it's mm-hmm. the highest attach rate of like any DLC ever. Yeah. I think if I saw that, I would go, hey, guys. I know we're coming out with a game next year, but why not both? Yeah. Um, and instead of Game Freak pulling $60 out of my pocket next year, mm-hmm. Game Freak's pulling $90, $90 out of pocket. Next okay, year. so you're thinking DLC in uh, March 2021? Um, I, I could see it being like, I could see it being two packages again. Yeah. Because if we, if we space them out, right? So like we had a really long wait between the release date of, Sword and Shield and Isle of Armor is like, what, seven months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've had seven months. I fully expect Crown Tundra to be like an October-ish release. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see it being a November release, but I really think it's going to be October. Um, just because they want people to like, they probably want to stay away from right. like the Christmas time. Yeah. Type sales. And so I could see it being October. And then I could see them like giving us an announcement in like November or December and being like, hey, we've got another DLC package. It's another $30. You can pre-order it right now. So half of it drops in the spring and one of half of it drops in the summer. And then in November, you have another game. Yeah. Or, or you do or you just do one big DLC that finishes everything. Mm-hmm. You like you're like megas are back. Oh, you're the ultra beast. Oh, don't even say that. Mm-hmm. And and you drop that on Pokemon Day 2021 for the 25th anniversary. You know, oh. and for those last DLC, if that ends up being a thing, I could totally see like a Scottish Highlands type of theme. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of areas and that like, they in the like last England, one maybe like, like a Battle Frontier. It, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas in the UK that they haven't really explored. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, I think the Crown Tundra is the Scottish Highlands. It is. Oh. 
So what's missing is Ireland. Ireland's <gasps> missing. Oh. Because the Isle of Armor is the Isle of Man. Yep. Oh. Ireland's missing. Okay. So that's fun. You could have like... You could have Ireland. I hate to say this, but you could have like some sort of like civil war going on. No. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no Pokemon no, 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 stays no, no, no. out of that. But you could definitely, you could definitely like just have like, hey, here's... You don't even need to... I don't even think you need to do anything special with it. I'm going to be completely no. honest with you. You make a little plot of land that looks like Ireland that you can go to. Yeah. You make it a wild area and you've put in the rest of the Pokemon and then you're done. I have given you $30 for that good, sir. Like that is all it takes for me. Like maybe you put in a couple small things, you know? Yeah. You give us like a leprechaun mythical <laughs> or something. And yeah. I, I, okay. I really like, I, I mean, I think this is, I think DLC is really the way to go. And Mm -mm. I think this is, I think you finish the decks before the next game comes out and I'm perfectly okay with it. Like I'd buy both. I would buy both if you finish the decks before the next game came out. Mm -mm. Um, I think most Pokemon fans would buy both. Yeah, I think everyone would. I don't think you would hurt the sales of the 2021 game regardless, even if the, even it was just like free update, here's the rest of the Pokemon. And I'm still of the camp that it's going to be a Gen 4 remake. And that doesn't really, that's not really impacted by any further improvements to certain shoe. No, especially if you keep them like compatible with each other. Like if the models yeah. are in both the games and you can like play the Gen 4 remake against someone who has like the DLC. Exactly. That's exactly. perfect. That's like it used to be and that's how it's mm -hmm. supposed to work. I think that's 100% how it should be. I, I do not think, I did not like the way they handled Gen 6 with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Or the way they handled Gen Seven by adding mm -mm. Blissephalon and uh, Stackataka. Yeah. Um. I. I don't. I don't like. I didn't like that at all. And this. The way they're handling it now, very good. I think. Yeah. It's done very with the well. patches, that, it's perfect. Yeah, because I think they took a lot of the major criticisms that existed and found a way to found a way around them. I don't know if this was their plan the entire time. I'm not going to claim to know that. But I, I am going to say that I think this was done very very well. Um. Just because. You don't have a problem where a kid buys a game and then it's irrelevant a year later. Exactly. And I think that's I think that's the bigger thing um, more than anything, because they like we, we can go back to what we were talking about the anime earlier today. Right. And we can say and I in my impression that they're just like we want Pokemon to be accessible from all angles. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it, I think that was one thing that would have hurt them because we've made this argument before. Before the DLC was announced, that this might that that you could end up hurting the the overall value of Pokemon in the eyes of the consumer because you're just gonna forget about them a year later and say you need to buy this or you're done. Yeah. Right, and then you lose fans. And I think if you look at like the anime, like they don't want to do that. They want to keep people in the Pokemon franchise, obviously. Like that's something that they want to see happen. And I I'm all for it. That is 100 with it. You know. Yes. <laughs> so. So I would just keep that in the back of your minds. Just think about it like that. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, that's kind of like where it is. That's kind of where my head is. I, I think there might be something else after this, though. I, I think by the end of 2021, we'll probably have all of the Pokemon again. Uh, no. I can't wait. I don't expect Gen 9 next year. No. Yeah, that, that'd be too fast. But I think, well, I think especially for VGC, with the way they're doing DLC, that makes it way more exciting. Yeah. Because we're constantly getting rotations. Like mm -hmm. every every few months just like the tcg and i think this is really exciting because i mean we had the original batch then we got the pokemon home extra 35 which did change the the meta because incineroar exists <laughs> also venusaur is a big part now too venusaur was huge too yeah and then you've also got the uh 
then you've also got like Isle of Armor that's going to be coming out and it's going to be updating the rules. And then you'll have Crown Tundra that's going to do it again. It's very exciting. Now is a really good time to be playing Pokemon. I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's a lot like and then you can just say new games, essentially like your rotation cut off again and you start over. And I, I really like that. It, it mirrors the TCG very well. And it gives you a lot of really cool metas to play around in. The only issue, like I said again, timer, fix the timer so a lot of us can play the game the way that Please. we like it. Don't tell us, don't tell us that. I don't know if that was intentional on their part again, but definitely with a lot of the way they marketed Pokemon Sword and Shield, it felt very much like as like a longtime Pokemon fan, they were telling me, no, you're playing the game wrong and we don't like it. Yeah. And as somebody that supported that franchise for so long, obviously as we're recording the 445th episode of the podcast <laughs> i i just, that felt like a slap in the face and i think they're doing a good job of i don't want to say correcting because i don't know if it was their their intention initially but it definitely was something that wasn't marketed well to begin with well i mean if you look at the numbers and the numbers as we have mentioned are insane there's no way that most of those are like people who have bought every game previously just because it sold more oh, yeah. than every game since gen 3 so i i absolutely agree. there's gotta be a lot of new players in those sales numbers yeah i i think this was also i think this was also where you had a lot of people come back to the franchise true absolutely true because if you think about it most handhelds that nintendo sells they get i don't this is probably isn't intended intentionally by nintendo but they get seen as like kids toys essentially Mm -mm. Uh, most handhelds like i would say that's how the 3ds was perceived yeah and i think a lot of people are just like well i'm too cool for a 3ds and i don't need that gimmicky thing but now we we've come full circle where pokemon's back on like a home console yeah but, but even if you think about it like a handheld is not some, like you think about a handle and you think okay so when i have free time and i go outside to the park and i'm gonna bring my 3ds and most adults just have free times when they come back from work they're yeah. at home they're tired they don't want to go out yeah. but if they have like a playstation sitting there or a switch yep. they think mm -hmm. oh this is cool to have yeah I, I i think the switch just knocked out of the park to be fair yeah. too i think i think a lot of it is um because if you just look at games that sold on switch hardware as well like despite their franchise they've sold incredibly well breath of the wild 100% is a good example. Okay, but but Breath of the Wild is like the best games ever made. Yeah. Okay, another example, Animal Crossing. Okay, that's a fair one. Animal Crossing did the exact same thing where it went just nutsos. Like, I mean, part of it's like, yeah, I would say times, Nintendo, but Nintendo, Nintendo is responsible for a lot of just like cultural phenomenons in the gaming mm -mm -mm. in like the past three years. And so kudos to them because like that's fantastic marketing for them but i think as part of the part of it's the switch the switch was just like an ingenious idea yes where they kind of doubled down on their like powers not everything so we can grab it on the go as well the the truth is that nintendo just knows what's fun not true wii u uh <laughs> i meant game wise yeah, game-wise, I think I think so. And so I think that's what works out. The Wii U was fun. People just didn't give it a chance. I support you, Whimsicott. The Wii U just didn't have any games. It that's had a lot of the Wii U. games. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell me one, the greatest first-party Mario game that's on the Wii U. Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's awful. Shouldn't have existed like that. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey is a much better game. Significantly better game. Don't or you want to fight the Koopalings and all their towers? Look, nope. look, 
Scrawn, the Wii U managed to fail while having Breath of the Wild on it. That tells you a lot. Oh, holy fey. All right. This is a good place to stop, though. I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Like, I'm, I'm at like 56% optimism instead of like 49%. So I'm a little bit more pessimistic. Like, I'm at like 60% optimism, though, with this. I think this is a good direction as long as things keep going. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. That's my conclusion here. But we're going to take a short break and we'll be back right back with you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 815, Cinderace, the Striker Pokemon. Its Pokemon Shield Dex entry reads, It's skilled at both offense and defense, and it gets pumped up when cheered on. But if it starts showboating, it could put itself in a tough spot. I feel like I've done this, I've done this Pokemon very recently. I don't remember. There's a very uh, good you have. Okay. okay, well, it's got... It's, there's just special circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's suddenly become an entirely different Pokemon competitively. Yeah, it's completely different Pokemon competitively. Cinderace, as you may recall, <laughs> uh, has a base attack of 116 and a base speed of 119. Both these things make it hit like a truck. It also has a... Uh, ba- its defenses don't exist. It's got a base 80 HP, base 75 defense and special defense, and a base 65 attack. Special attack, who cares? You're never going to use it. Uh, It's workable. You're never going to use it. Uh, 65 is not workable. There are Pokemon in Little Cup with base 65 special attacks. (laughs) Just... Like, no. No, you're done. Uh, (laughs) I mean, unless you're in a a draft league situation where you need Ferrothorn to thunder a Pelipper. Yes. Look at Sableye's Um, HP and defenses, and it's still workable. Okay, I'm going to mispronounce this, but the big thing about him right now is that he's got Libero as an ability. Libero. 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 I don't care. Um, He's got Libero as an ability. (laughs) And he's... (laughs) Um, and it's essentially protein. It is just protein. He, his type changes to the move, the type of the move that he's using, which makes him nutsos, uh, nutsos. Uh, it is just crazy. So the team that we have today is based, has one of these cinder races in it. And I think everything in this team is, uh, is like base, uh, whatever outside of the slappers. i maybe we did this team. I don't remember. I could have swore I didn't. I don't use think this we team. could no, have done no, this we didn't team do this because team. it has Libero Cinderace. We didn't. We didn't. Never mind. I'm just thinking because we thought about doing it um, a couple weeks ago, but then Claude had a different team. That's what happened. Oh, okay. And so let's jump into it. So Cinderace, Life Orb, Libero uh, as the ability. Yeah. Uh, Eevee's 252 attack, 252 speed, Jolly Nature with Pyro Ball because Pyro Ball's just good. Iron Head. Because that's decent coverage, sucker punch and uh, high jump kick. Mostly because you can get you can get max um, max knuckle with that when oh, you Dynamax, which just so makes Cinderace good. even scarier. Like Cinderace is fantastic. Like, and I love I love Cinderace having this ability more so than Greninja, just from a meta's perspective, because they didn't give him as deep of a move pool as Greninja, but yeah. they gave him at least four different types of moves. Another option that you can typically run on Cinderace is uh, yeah. is like Bounce or Acrobatics. So you can also get Max Airstream. But th- this works it as well. It is pretty fast on its own already, though. Well, so. Sucker Punch is just there, honestly, for the uh, Dragapult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for the Dragapult. 
but yeah, I mean, it's a cinder race. It's just gonna it's gonna do cinder race things where it kicks pyro balls in people's faces. Have we mentioned that this is a BSS team? Oh, this is a BSS team. BT. That's, That's battle, uh, battle stadium spots. singles. Battle stadium singles. Battle you can't say spot. Singles. That's wrong. We're old people if we say spot, okay? <laughs> but Wimsicott can't stadium. correct you on libe- libero. <laughs> libero. Thank you, Scrawn. That was libero. very good. There's, there's a particular movie with Brad Pitt in it that I that uh, I really like where they go and they pretend to be um, a couple of Italian people. And the entire time he goes, Mercy. <laughs> oh, that's um, oh, I know what movie you're talking about. It's yeah, I just don't want to say film. the title. It's I just a, don't want to say yeah, the title Tarantino because film. it's not quite you the most appropriate title. But yes, uh, look it up. <laughs> look it up. Uh, so uh, the other Pokemon that we have to back up this Cinderace is Hydreigon with a Choice Scarf. Uh, it, and it's uh, the, it literally exists because of Darmanitan because Darmanitan's stupid. And this has Draco, Dark Pulse, Fire Blast, and U-Turn. And uh, mostly so you can get out of there. If it's not Darmanitan, you can U-Turn out. Like yeah. that's that's pretty much yeah. how it works. And this Hydreigon will also help against other Cinderaces. Yeah. Uh, and it also helps because you you have um you have this uh, Lapras on the team. I forget who had Lapras. I, I think it's Whimsicott. I do. Yeah, yep. so go ahead. Just take just take it. Okay. Lapras is obviously a GMAX Lapras because as Satch mentioned to me off air, why would you have a normal Lapras right. in there? Uh- <laughs> like what's the point? What's the point? You get the you get better you get better like ice type Dynamax move. Like Gmax Resonance might yeah. be the best Gigantamax move. It, it is. It is hands it down. Is. It is hands down. It is hands, hands down. down. So uh it's holding an assault vest, it has water absorb, it has a very specific UV spread of 220 speed, 196 special attack, 76 defense, 12 HP, and four special defense. It has a modest I know the nature. answers to this, BT dubs. Uh, the EVs okay. allow it to survive abandoned Darmanitan superpower while Dynamaxed. Nice. So wow. that's that's why it exists the way it does. Huh. Max Resonance is also a one-hit KO on uh, physical defense, phys- physical defensive hit powdowns as well. Oh, that's good. That's very good. So I honestly yeah. love this Lapras. It just seems so fun to use. It's just a really tanky and hard-hitting too. Yep. Yeah, it's really good because before the only real way to get Aurora Veil up was something really frail. And now you have something tanky to yeah, get it up. that's true. And it's so much fun. So, and Lapras is followed by good old reliable Excadrill with Mold Breaker holding a Focus Sash. It has max speed, max attack, four leftover EVs are in HP, Jolly Nature. It's got Earthquake, Iron Head, Swords Dance, and Horn Drill. And I guess that's two different ways to YOLO it. It is YOLO. It, works. it is YOLO. I mean, it's Battle <laughs> it Stadium, so really we well. don't have the one-hit KO clause. You'll be thanking yourself for putting Horn Troll on it when you're up against Seth Vilo and his Reuniclus. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> you can you can definitely be up against things that you need a Horn Troll for. Like I know I used to run uh like a few months ago, I was running a team with a Bi Sharp on it with a Guillotine, and there were a couple moments where it's just like the play is to click Guillotine. Like that's one hundred percent the play because my poke the Pokemon can't Oko otherwise, and I need an Oko, and so you have to roll the dice. And like we were talking about again off air, um, it's got a higher chance to hit than a double protect. Yeah. So just just throwing that out there. Uh, the other the other answer is it's it can hit it hits just as often as Scald burns. 
<laughs> think about you know, it like that. Yeah. Just think honestly, about it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next up on this team, we've got the tanks, sort of like the core of this team that pull everyone else together. Uh, Togekiss with weakness policy and super luck. Uh, this is the it's very, you know, bare... Bare bones, this is the Togekiss pretty much everyone uses. You abuse the crit chances from Super Luck. Yes. Uh, so you have 4 HP, 252 special attack, 252 speed, and a timid nature. Uh, you're going to be running Air Slash, Dazzling Gleam, Flamethrower, and Nasty Plot. And this thing is just a truck. Uh- <laughs> I think I think the yeah. Nasty Plot is probably the weirdest part, just because yeah. um, that's not typical on Togekiss. But I think in this case, it needs to be. Just because you don't get to Dynamax, probably because mm-hmm. this team has a lot of Dynamax candidates. Yeah. In singles, you have a and, lot more p- potential to set up. I feel than VGC. Uh, I would. I wouldn't agree with that in Battle Stadium per se. In, in OU, yeah. In Battle Stadium, it's a little bit different because things are a bit faster paced. Yeah, but you do have a Scarfy Dragon with U-turn. Yes. And Togekiss, even with an offensive spread such as this one, can probably catch most hits that will be directed towards a high dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, oh, for sure. yeah, there's, there is some positioning you can get done with this team. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And next up, we have this tank sort of meant to, you know, take the water hits that would be targeted at your, you know, like say an aqua jet coming at your Cinderace, you switch into Ferrothorn with leftovers, iron barbs, the ability. You're going to be running 252 HP, 252 defense, four special defense, and an impish nature. You do want zero speed IVs for the move Gyro Ball. It makes it hit harder. You're going to be running Bullet Seed to break substitutes. Lots of Pokemon like to set up substitutes in front of Ferrothorn because they think that it has no offensive capabilities. Uh, you will want leech seed and that is an egg move so don't make the same mistake i did and make a fully competitive one and be like where where do i teach it leech seed from and and make sure you got curse on that for that little extra bit of offensive capabilities yeah and that brings you this team if you want to try to run it on battle stadium in the two days before the meta changes completely you can do so by going over to our discord server uh, and picking it up from the Pokemon in the episode dump. Yeah, and thank you to DW for to DW for submitting it. Yeah, and this is uh they called the team messy, which I thought was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's a fun Lionel team. Lionel Messi. Love it. Lionel Messi. All right. So yeah, that's it. We're gonna take a short break and kick it on over to you guys in the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your email. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send in emails to us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and we'll probably read them on the air. Um, last week we had a lot of people, we actually did like an extra YouTube segment. So if you haven't checked that out, go to youtube.com slash pucklepodcast and you can go check out like the extra mailbags. It was like an extra 35 minutes of mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was It was a lot. Um, because we got a lot of answers this last week and we got a lot of answers this week as well. Uh, so unfortunately we're only going to read three. If you sent in your email, um, we're either going to put it on that server again, or I'm going to see if we can do another video like that. Cause that was really cool. And I think people really enjoy that. If you like that, uh, please let us know. And we will probably do that again. If there, we have extra emails, we'll just keep doing that every week. Here are the extra emails from the week. You know, uh, I really like, I, I, it's a cool idea. All right. So Last week, we wanted to ask you guys what your favorite, um, or not what you, what you were most, 
As, as, this is brought to you by Green Taurus. We'll get the Green Taurus back. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, just want, I just wanted to give people the rundown on what the segment is. That's all. Um, no, you can't disappoint the people. The people <laughs> want us to scream hooves at our microphones, Thatch. I don't know if that's true, but maybe. So uh, we're going to go ahead and read these three emails. They are about what you are most excited for in the DLC. Um, next week, I guess we'll ask you, did you enjoy the DLC? Why or why not? Um, so I guess I won't expect any emails until Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but please send them in. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I like reading them. Maybe, like I said, we'll read the ones that we didn't get to this week on uh, on a vi- YouTube video afterwards. But let's go ahead. Let's get to these next emails. Our first one is going to be from Big Cat Bruce. Hey, Puckle Pals. While I wasn't hurt or disappointed by the National Dex cuts, I am most excited for the return of old Pokemon in the DLC. My friend and I like battling each other, and we will swap ideas for singles and doubles. However, we are really enjoying doing theme battles. With an expanded Dex, this opens up the possibility for us to do these again. This is another thing I never brought up on the show, but I'm really upset about Dexit, because you can never do anything like Spooky Cup again because you don't have as wide of a pool. I think you've mentioned it once or twice, at least to me. I don't know if it was yeah, the it, show. Yeah, it just really kills the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, we could have these really cool themes with like this huge history of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what we get in the 2021 game. You know what I mean? Right. Because mm-hmm. right now it's just like, oh, it's a VGC tournament this month. Guess what it is this month? It's a VGC tournament. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm like, cool. But like, maybe we could do like yellow and orange Pokemon this month. I don't know. That'd be fun. I digress. I love the online theme tournaments like the Spooky Tournament from 2019. There we go. <laughs> Whereas all creepy ghosts and bugs is the usable Pokemon. I hope to see more of those mons in the future. Are there any fun tournament themes you would be interested in seeing or competing in? Some ideas I have are Weather Wars. Every team must have at least one weather setter. Oh, the chaos. <laughs> that would be, be horrible. Summer Slam. Limited to only the types of fire, grass, flying, ground, normal, and fighting. Meant to capture the elements of summer. Something like that would be reasonable. Why is fighting an element of summer? Uh, because, I want to know. Because the Karate Kid trained on the beach. <laughs> okay. That's a Damn. deductive line of thought. I was more thinking like Guido's pumping up on the Jersey Shore, but okay. I don't think about those. I just think about the Karate Kid. <laughs> Stepping stones. Only Pokemon that evolve or evolve with an evolutionary stone. I think Ooh, that's kind of cool. Weather like Wars that. would be cool. super fun. I think that would be cool. But uh, I wish you all the best and stay safe. I like all of those. But like like I said, this is one of the things that I would really like to see come back. But I think you need the full decks to come back before you can really like yeah. play it to the maximum potential. And I, I will I will be completely honest. Like While it's cool, like I think the summer thing that they're doing for the play Pokemon uh, sh- shebang is really cool. I really like that. I really wish we could just not have VGC every single month. As the international challenge. I really do miss Spooky Cup and stuff like that. Mm. That was fun. That created some really cool metas for like half a minute. Yeah. And I really liked playing those. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that up, Big Cat Bruce. Uh, Mostly so Thatch could be like, yeah, see Pokemon, you're doing it wrong. Also, you're listening to TPCI. Just free ideas. Just saying. (laughs) Free ideas. No charge for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. I've got this next one from Grody Alex. What's up, Puckle Crew? I joined the army and was stationed 2.5 hours away from home. I found y'all on a late night drive there by simply typing Pokemon into Apple Podcasts. And man, am I glad I did. I spammed your shows until I was all caught up. 
What I'm. What do you mean? I want him to. I want him to send an email and clarify that. Yeah, is that like every show? Well, I mean, he did say Apple Podcasts, so oh, maybe we've okay. lost three hundred. Only the last. That's yeah. still okay. Wait, still a lot. I'm doing the math. Good those job. are all. Those are all okay ones, though. Fair. Mm-hmm. Those are all okay ones. What I'm most excited for in this DLC is definitely a new storyline. Sword and Shield held my hand across the entire game, and I definitely wasn't into that at all. Those Reggies look really cool too, which is a big plus on my book, since I'm actually the 1% that doesn't like Gen 3. Spare me. No, no, you're not the 1%. Um, I would say, I would say before, I would say before, um, Gen 7, that was like a semi-popular opinion. Hey, Gen 3 still, like, my first or second favorite generation, fluctuating with Gen 5, so I don't know. We'll see. Can be I wrong. love Gen 3, but I know that a lot of people don't. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like you it. You just really have to have done it, I think, because it is more rigorous, and it's prob- Pokemon Emerald version is probably the hardest Pokemon game to get good at. And just- it's definitely aged well. It's aged well. Yeah. I'll say that. Okay. And hopefully, maybe in the DLC, there will be something hinting at a Gen 4 remake. I'd lose my mind if I could just get enough references to make me feel comfortable enough to say, Gen 4 remake confirmed. Ha ha ha. Much love to you all, Grody Alex. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I don't confirmed. think you can ever scream Sino confirmed from I, anything from a previous game. No, I think that's <laughs> whenever anybody's ever done that, I think it's stupid. The only thing that uh, ever convinced me ever in like the history of doing Pokemon podcasts and covering like Pokemon news and stuff like that and what's in the community, the only time that I was ever convinced that a remake game was coming was in Gen 4 when we got the Gen 2 remakes. And the only reason, the only reason I thought that that was happening was one, because you couldn't connect to a Gen 2 game at the time. Mm-hmm. And two, they dug in the code of um they dug into the code of Diamond and Pearl and they found Johto as a catch location. Oh that well that makes a lot of sense. So that was those were the only times I was like, yeah, okay, cool, that's happening. Yeah. And that was the only time. Only time. Uh I would like even Gen 3 remakes, I was like, that's not gonna happen. Why why would that happen? And then they happened. But <laughs> I I think I think they only happened because like Hoenn confirmed was like way big of a way bigger of a meme than Sinnoh confirmed ever has been. Yeah, I like it, the the way I feel about um, Sinnoh confirmed compared to Hoenn confirmed in terms of like community meme is that it's kind of like um, oh my gosh it's like Twitch plays Pokemon where everybody was like super into like the red playthrough and then they went and they did uh, I think they did Crystal, Crystal. they did Crystal yeah. next and everybody's like trying to make these jokes like it just felt so yeah, forced but, and so yeah. like the Sinnoh confirmed meme feels so forced in general that is such a good analogy like that's how I feel that's how I feel about it like I'm just like yeah we want it to happen but it's not it's probably it's like if it happens it happens if it doesn't I'm gonna be okay mm. at this point I just don't want them to mess up Gen 4 if they do remake it like, I just don't want it to be messed up. I don't want it to be, like, in a way where it's just like, oh, well, you can only catch these Pokemon in it. Mm. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's not how I remember Gen 4, but that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I digress, though. Let, let's read Baminable. Baminable? Okay. Bamimol. Bamimol. Okay. That's... I put an N in there. You can correct her on that, but she can't correct you on Libero. <laughs> no, no, no. She's she's right 100% on all of those things. I just do it because it bothers her. <laughs> <laughs> the only I mean, true reason to do I anything. Mean, Thatch is an energy vampire. <laughs> 
I I must have butchered so many English words over my years here, so I think that's only Whimsica, fair. I'm going to tell you, that ass, you have better English than most people. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> on paper, on paper, in a text, I will agree with you, but my pronunciation of some words <laughs> is just completely wrong. My favorite story is from graduate school. Um, there was a uh, there was a Chinese student in my group. Uh, in graduate school and we were we were pretty good friends and so we were talking about our um our gre scores for those of you who are unaware gre is like the sat you have to take after you're done with college to get into grad school mm-hmm. and so like i had to take one because it was uh it was essentially like a gatekeeping thing they really cared about like the physics version of that for my physics mm-hmm. phd but you have to like take it so like the graduate school in general is happy and not just the physics department and so I took it. I didn't study for it. I just took it. And so the scores out of um, it's like ranges between 130 and 170. What an odd scoring range. I don't understand it. Very odd. And so on the English on the English portion, I got like a 148 or something like that <laughs> because I don't I didn't care. I didn't study. And so the uh, Chinese exchange student had to take it too. And we we're talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I got like because I got like a 170 on math, and then. He's just like, yeah, we got 170 on math too. And I'm like, yeah, what'd you get on your English score? He's like, I got like a 153. And I'm just like, yeah. you got a better English score than I did. Um, <laughs> I'm a native so, speaker. <laughs> so there was, there was a girl in my high school class. It doesn't work like you guys. You, you have the same people in your class for every class for every year of high school year. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like our grade school. Yeah. Yeah. And she was half English. Like her dad was English. So she was a native speaker, but my English grade was always way higher than hers because she, like, she just didn't study, but she didn't know the grammar as well as someone who was studying it like fresh, like two days before. And so everyone in the class was like, how does this happen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just, it was, it was stupid. Anyway. So, Bemimal says, Yes. <laughs> Good day, Buckle Peeps. First time emailer, long time listener, Bemimal here. Having recently become a patron and joined up to the Discord, may I first say a massive thank you to all the Puckle family for being so welcoming and entertaining. Aww, thank you. Being in the UK, I'm usually asleep when most of the discussions are taking place, but it's good to be able to read back whilst out on my early morning stroll. That's if I'm not listening to the podcast, of course. Oh, I feel you. I feel your pain. I always come in and the fun is over. Anyway. Just before I get onto discussion points, I would like to offer a couple of congratulations out. Firstly, to Mr. P. McGee on his showdown leather achievement this week. And secondly, to the boss man and all you guys for the wonderful charity stream that took place this past weekend. Oh, yeah, we're pretty proud of that. <laughs> such a worthy cause and such an entertaining day. I admit I wasn't there for all of it, but I kept popping in when I could to see what was happening. My highlight was that I was there for the beginning of the leaf green Nuzlocke and the naming of Snow. Yes! <laughs> well done to Anne for figuring out how the auction worked. <laughs> okay, so the VOD is still there. It is still there, yes. If you weren't in the stream, you need to go check it out because the beginning of the leaf green Nuzlocke is the funniest stream I've ever seen on the internet. <laughs> And was Thatch and I doing it, wasn't it? Yes. yes uh, what, yes, isn't it yes. like there was Pidgey named Charizard, the Char, Char, yes. Charmander, Charmander named Snob. Charmander is named Charmander Snob. Charmander the Pidgey. It's chaos. And then I got, I got, I got to name a Mankey Lander. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it's it's like you can't understand how stupid it gets. You need to watch it. Gets it. Pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> it gets pretty bad. And I mean stupid in a good way, you know? Yes. <clears throat> anyway, back to Babby Mole's email. On to this week's question and the DLC reaction and wishes. I wasn't expecting much to be received with the DLC trailer, as with the marketing strategy that took place with the release of Sword and Shield, uh, I think he meant to be revealed, um, they gave us nothing all the way up to release. Literally nothing. That's so true, though. <laughs> I was so happy. Uh, the best part about the Sword and Shield release for me was playing the East Ben Affleck game. Gosh. <laughs> uh, this trailer, however, didn't disappoint and gave me hope that the DLC is actually going to be huge. Why did everyone get that impression except me? Uh, <clears throat> uh yeah. Yeah, from the Zapdos that lost its electric type and can zap anymore to the Cramomatic Gima soup making machine. I think those are separate things. They are. I think as far as world building goes and Thatch's wish of a story in the wild and side quest will all 100% be happening. Overall, I was very happy with the trailer and I feel like they have got it right thus far. I only have one wish for the DLC, and that is for a new Galarian 4 mode 2. Maybe a new evolution for a fan favorite, Downspars. My favorite Pokemon is Dunfan, and I would love to see that Rolly Tank get a Galarian form. Honestly, that would be cool. Yeah. Yes, there was, there was a leak that or a leak in quotes that came out because it wasn't like uh it, it it was definitely like unconfirmed by this trailer <laughs> mm. but they're like they had like a list of pokemon they thought were going to get galarian forms and one of them was uh was like donfin and i think that would have been cool i don't know i feel like yeah. they introduced copperage out of this generation so they wouldn't do that yeah, i mean they have eldegoss and whimsicott mm-hmm. so. eldegoss whimsicott are in the game Yamper and Minetric are in the game. Yeah. Like, come on. Tell me that they actually put thought into the Pokedex. And then we can then we can talk. <laughs> I think they chose 400. They took a poll internally. <laughs> they yeah. took the top 400. <laughs> Honestly, no. Have I told you my theory about that? You know that Whimsicott has, like, an extra bump in its fluff in yeah, the yeah. new model? Mm-hmm. I think some of them are just there because they converted the model. It didn't mess it up enough that it's noticeable. Yep. And they were like, okay, we get to keep these. I honestly think, I, I think there must have been something with bringing the models over that just didn't work over. Yeah. That didn't work out right. Because the extra bump makes no sense at all. Like, why would you do it intentionally? <laughs> a lot of the wireframes are the same. And mm. it, like minus like a polygon or two, like I think Clefairy's just got like a weird polygon somewhere else, and that's it. That's the only difference. Exactly. So that so tells me maybe... like they were just like looking one as a reference and like doing it again, and they're just like, well, I'll put this here because it might make it a little bit better. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, he says the reason for it being my favorite Donphan he means is when I was sat in my local multiplex back in 1999 and watching the first Pokemon movie with my two younger brothers. The opening battle sequence with Ash so an unknown Pokemon trainer throw out a Pokemon that at the time nobody had seen or knew anything about. That was my first wow moment. I had a very, very similar experience. It didn't make Donphan my favorite Pokemon, but it certainly was a memorable time. Honestly, yeah, that would have been so cool. I w- I'm sad I missed that experience. Oh, because, yeah, you were like a tiny baby. Like, for me, it, at the end of the Gen 3 anime, it was Electivire, because we didn't mm. have much info on the new stuff, and they had shown Electivire near the end of Gen 3. I think the release cycles were just so spread out in the old times, like in the before times, 
that mm. it was they had the time to like fully develop these and like tease them. And now we just don't get that. Like I really miss the teasing. I miss that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I also like the Gen 1 to Gen 2 transition, I think, is a unique animal in and of itself because most of the Gen 2 Pokemon were already designed when Gen 1 came out. Yeah. And they just couldn't fit all of them in. Like, they, there's space in the game for 190 Pokemon. Like, they have 190 slots for Pokemon in red and blue because they yeah. didn't intend to have that many. But they decided, ah, oh, 150 is a cleaner number. They, like, literally have, like, Pokedex numbers yeah. in Gen 1, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some of them some of them actually have Pokedex numbers. Um if you can like play with the game and you can transfer over stuff. Some things exist still in general. Yeah, if you like if you like hack them, they have their spot in the Pokedex or yeah. something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh anyway, I think the email is long enough. Thank you for taking the time to read it and keep doing what you are doing. Catch you on the flip flop, Gareth, aka Bamimo. Bamimo. Lovely email. Uh like we said, if you want to email us next week, let us know what your favorite um which, if you enjoy the DLC, or I guess more if you're excited, one of the two, or why did you not buy the DLC? If you didn't buy it, <laughs> send that in to uh, to us at, uh, at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can always go to our Discord server, which has a link in the description. I'm going to look into how we get one of those custom Discord links. I want it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I will pay for it if we have to pay for it. I think it's worth it to get discord.gg slash pucklepodcast. So... Do that, but if you want to keep up with us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are the places to go. You can always go over to to hang out with us uh, pretty much anywhere. Um, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash podcast. We do some cool videos over there, and maybe we'll do the rest of the mailbag over there this week if I have time and remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to because I, I thought it went very well last week. Do you week. guys want to give the Green Taurus badge anyone? Oh, yeah, we should. I would like to. I really like Big Cat Bruce, but maybe he has it already. I think I like Bamable better. I think that Big Cat Bruce should win here. Okay, Big Cat it's Bruce, it is. Big Cat Bruce, let us know. Yeah. And then, of course, you've all. Uh, if you want to uh, check us out live, you can go over to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, um, where we. I'm going to be doing the Nuzlocke and probably some Battle Stadium uh, this week, different days. I just I meant to do it this week, but then like I got like horribly, horribly like allergy sick. It was dumb. Oh, it sucked. It was like the worst sinus headache I've ever had. But regardless, if you want to help support the show, you can go over to Twitch and drop a Twitch Prime subscription that helps us out. You can always go over to T Public and buy a shirt, or you can go to Vite Ramen and use code Puckle at checkout for ten percent off. All of these things help Puckle out in various different ways. Um, more directly though, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash Puckle Podcast. Donate whatever you can over there. Don't do it if you're in a financial hardship. We don't want that whatsoever. Um, we just get, it lets us do cool things um, and help us give back to the community, like build the puckle bot and stuff like that. Um, well, not build, I should say, but make the puckle bot usable because <laughs> mm-hmm. we didn't develop the code. But uh, yeah, well, I think that's everything that I usually say. So here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been Sakran. And I have been the fluffiest Finsicut. And it's closing time. Yeah.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 